December 31st, 2017. Who here feels like this year went by so fast? Raise your hand. It is crazy, right? Unbelievable. A lot's happened in uh, my family's life. We had our third kid in February, so it's a long time ago, but thank you, thank you. And uh, so we have, it's been 10 months, so we haven't slept in 10 months, which has been a great year. We've had a blast. And uh, we also have a six-year-old girl. Her name is Reese, and her birthday is January 4th, and she's turning 16, which is great. She's acting like a teenager already, so that's a good parenting thing. Uh, Raise your hand if you're staying up all night. You're up till, you're seeing the fireworks, you're you're a midnight person, okay? Raise your hand if you're just nine o'clock in bed watching it and turning it right off. Yeah, that's me right there with you guys. But either way, be safe. If you have Maroon 5 tickets, go ahead and give them to me. That'd be great after the, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it's been, I love teaching uh, New Year's uh, the, 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 today because it's, it's a great time to reflect on what 27 looks like for you and this the gratitude we get to have. You mean you made it, you're here, you're alive, and um, some of you, and we just get to see all that God has done. But also make a date, set a date for tomorrow or if it's Tuesday for you, just set a time to say, okay, this is the new year. It is this time at this place that I will be doing this. This is what, what God desires of me this year. And I can't wait to see what God does with us today. And of course, every New Year's resolution at the very top of the list for most everyone is always to lose weight, right? To get physically fit, which uh, have you ever heard of you're just one stomach bug away from getting your weight goal, right? That is me. That happened to me this week. I got the stomach flu and I got my goal weight, which is awesome today. And then uh, my 10-month-year-old, though, got it too. And that was so horrible. See her just really sad, you know, uh, just hanging out. Uh, But I hate working out, okay? I just don't like it. I have a weird relationship with working out. See, I want all the benefits of what working out brings without actually working out. Anybody else in here? Amen. Let's go. I want all the benefits. that I want my shirt to feel good. I don't want to have to get new pants and new belts. When somebody hits my chest, I want them to say, you've been working out? I'm like, yes, I have. Like, I am a buff human being. Glad you asked finally. And uh, no, that's what I would love to, I just hate, I'm just not motivated to do it. So one day I got wireless headphones about a year ago. I was like, this is it. I'm gonna get wireless headphones. I'm gonna get in a gym. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna worry about wires and stuff. It's gonna be so much easier. And then a few weeks later, of course, I lost my headphones in about two weeks. And guess what I didn't do for two weeks? I didn't work out for two weeks. How would I work out without my wireless headphones, right? We have all these excuses of why I don't want to work out. So then you do the next thing, which of course is you pay somebody to tell you how to work out. Of course, if you pay, you're like, okay, I got to show up. So my wife and I go to this CrossFit kind of place. And it was one of those places where it was a bunch of household supply items that you'd like work out with, one of the weird ones. And so this one exercise was to get on one leg, get down grab a towel, put it over your head and just throw it back down. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I pick up towels every day and now I'm paying you. And then after about five reps, I got a cramp. I was sweating everywhere. Like I was stressed out. And then another one was just to lay down flat on your back and then just stand up and then lay down on your back and then just stand up. I'm like, what? what am I doing here? Why am I paying you this just to lay down and stand up? And again, I couldn't walk for five weeks after that. So that was really a tough workout. And then at the very end, there have been a CrossFit. You always do this near your time is that you do this uh, a circuit where you do a bunch of reps here and you go to the next station, you do a bunch of reps there and then you run around a lot and then you go back to the, and so the, one of the stations was you have to do 50 pull-ups. And 50 pull-ups, people. Like, my arms are giant. It's going to take me an hour to get one. Like, I can't do it. So I went over to the instructor guy. And I said, hey, Thunder, like, I can't do this pull-up. Like, you're an insane person for asking me to do 50 of them. He's like, well, we do have these bands that you can wrap around the bar, put your foot in it, and that will help with the resistance to lift you up. I was like, I will try that. 
Now, mind you, I'm the only man in this room doing the rubber bands, but okay, that's fine. My pride's already shot. I can't do it. So I go to the rubber bands and try to pull myself up. It doesn't work. I'm like, Nitro, this is not working for me, bro. I need like five of these bands. He's like, you know what? We actually have this six inch rubber band we, you could use that shoots up sixth grade girls in the ceiling. How about that one? I'm like, let's do that. So I put my foot in that and that really helps. I'm like, give me three of those. I'll knock these things out really quick and that'd be really awesome. It doesn't help that everyone, of course, in the class, they put grass in their juice and they go to in and out. They get protein style, no cheese, no fries, like a psychopath. Like that's the people that I work out with and I hate it. But I'm so jealous of that. Like I would love to work out like that. I'd love just to be motivated, go in the gym and just be all fit. But I just have that weird relationship with working out. I want all the benefits of what working out brings without actually working out, right? And I think it's the same thing when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. I think we're in the same place. We all kind of have this weird relationship with Jesus. We want all the benefits of what following Jesus would look like and bring in our life without actually following him. And I think most of us in this room maybe would agree that Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life. But just like working out, it just takes time and a lot of energy. And you have to be motivated to follow him. And, and oftentimes you feel like, is there really anything happening? I'm not seeing the results like I'd want to. And then all of a sudden you get out of shape and you get out of shape emotionally and mentally, relationally with others and relationship with Jesus. And you just kind of just get out of shape. And I can tell when I'm physically out of shape, okay? Like I have this belt on. I've had this belt for a long time. I have no idea when I bought it. But with the belt, of course, it comes with its own notches and the holes, right? Factory notches. And so I was trying to, I got the size I needed. Okay, don't be nosy about what size I got. But I got the size I needed. And so I worked out, tried to eat well. And then I got to the last notch of the belt, which is like, oh, that's amazing. And so I kept on going after it and eating well. And then I went beyond that notch. You've ever done that before? That is a beautiful day. And I thought, man, I should get a new belt. But I didn't. So I got a knife out and put myself a new notch in my belt. And that is like my healthy notch. Okay. Every time I'm locked into that notch, I am in shape. I am good. I've been working out and eating well. But then, of course, after Christmas, I go to like the factory notches and the other holes. And I can just tell when I'm out of it. But I can also tell when spiritually I'm out of shape. When in the mornings I am impatient and quick with my kids, I'm out of shape. When I'm not really listening to my wife and I'm not patient with her or, or intentional with her. If I've been on social media too much, garbage in, kind of garbage out, I can feel out of shape with that. I'm, I'm short with people or I'm not generous with my time or my money or I find myself in a hurry. I'm out of shape. And my hope for this next year, 2018, that you're not just focused on maybe resolutions and goals about external things, whether it's physical body or, or money or goals and other adventures you want to pull off. My hope is that you find just the amount of urgency more important about your inner life, about your emotions, mental, spiritual, relational, be fit in those areas. And I believe the workout, it begins today. But just like any plan, any workout plan, it is hard at first. It feels overwhelming, feels like you have no time left. But if we believe that Jesus can make our life better and make you better at life, then let's just start. And I believe it just takes the courage to get going just to start. In the next few moments, we're going to look at this passage and we're going to look at the courage of Jesus in this passage of Luke 13, 31 through 33. If you want to look it up in your phone, you want to, we're going to have it on the screen in a moment. But he interacts with people in a moment where he is confronted about the direction he is going and is it going to stop him or how is he going to respond? And I believe how he responds is how we can respond this year in the direction that God has for us. And then in this verses that we're going to look at, he says this phrase twice. We're going to look at it a second. He says it twice, I believe, to get our attention 
but also to make it our motto, our anthem for this year. And I hope it carries it with you for the rest of this day, but also the rest of this year. Let's check this out. Luke 13, verse 31, it says this. Pharisees said to him, Jesus, get away from here if you want to live. Herod Antipas wants to kill you. Okay, we jumped right into the story, didn't we? All right, so anytime you hear Pharisees in the New Testament, typically we think of like the bad guys. They're always plotting to get rid of Jesus, to put him aside. Well, these Pharisees are the good guys. They like Jesus. They like his teaching. They're trying to protect him. And then Herod Antipas, he is the king of Galilee. And in this time, Jesus has this crowd. He's gaining popularity. He's gaining the ear of the crowd and they're following him and not following the king. They're not following the religious people. And so Jesus, on his direction, the direction that God has for him, he has people plotting against them to kill him, right? And then you have the religious people who have been training everyone around them to follow the law. If you break the law, you'll be punished and God will punish you. And now Jesus is doing all different new things, new way of teaching, new way of living. So people are trying to conform Jesus to their way instead of his way, which many of us can feel in our own lives. And then the last part that Jesus always dealt with, and I would be exhausted by, was that people always wanted his attention. The crowd were always bringing their friends, like, can you heal this person? Hey, you said that. I have no idea what that means. Can you explain yourself? I would be so annoyed with everyone. At the end of the day, I couldn't handle it. And many of us are in our same battles in our life, the same battles that Jesus may have gone through. Maybe for some of you, that time just always seems to disappear through social media. That's the thing that distracts you the most. You're King Herod, if you will, that puts you away from the path that God has for you. Others, maybe it's your kid's sports. It is so busy. It is all year long. It takes you away from family time and weekends, and it is running you reckless. Maybe that's the thing that's distracting you from what God has. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your bosses. Maybe for some of you work in the casinos in his late night shifts, it's waking up, trying to wake up the next day, and it's just busy all the time. For others, maybe you're maintaining a lifestyle. And you have to just keep that up. And the money has to keep on coming in, the stress of that. Or maybe it's the pressure of keeping up with everyone else. You saw people on Instagram buying things for their kids. Like, how do they afford that? Like, I can't get that from my kids, right? And now you're trying to keep up with everyone else. Or others in this room, and maybe this whole last year, you've been doing this for a long time. And I don't care if you're 35, 45, 55 years old, but some of you have been trying to get the approval of your father and try to make him happy, live up to his expectations, to have your heavenly father's expectations. And living up to others' people's expectations, what they want of you, will derail you from the direction that God has. And then most of us, especially the, the moms in this room, you are the one that everyone needs emotionally. Everyone comes to you. Or maybe the person that everyone comes to you financially, and you're just tired of it. And you're kind of resentful, you're kind of bitter of it. You don't have much compassion and care, and that can derail you from what God has for you. So Jesus is in this place, this battle where somebody wants to derail him from the direction that God has. And he says this, and I love this. Jesus replied, go tell that fox. Now, and nowadays we would say other words, go tell. But he says fox, right? And in those times, for a Jewish person to say that, it means three things. Fox symbolizes three things. One, they're the slyest of animals, most deceitful of animals, the most destructive of animals. And then the third one, it represents worthless and insignificant man. Ooh, you go tell that worthless, insignificant man. I love the bravery, love the courage. So husbands in the room, if your wife says, oh, you're a fox. I don't know if that'd be a compliment today, right? <laughs> but I love the idea that Jesus is ruthless about getting King Herod out of the way. It's like, I'm listening to my heavenly father, what he has said to me. I don't listen to you. In fact, Jesus kind of lived by this motto. If it's not from the father, I'm not even going to bother. 
If it's not from the Father, I'm not even going to worry about it. And he removes Herod from out of the equation to continue doing what the Father is telling him to do. And then he says, go tell that fox that I will keep on, I love this, I will keep on casting demons and healing people. And check this out, I'll do it today. And guess what? I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then on the third day, I will accomplish my purpose, talking about the cross and death and resurrection. But then he reiterates this again. He says, yes, today and then tomorrow and the next day, I must proceed on my way. Well, where is he going, right? It says right here, for it wouldn't do for a prophet of God to be killed except in Jerusalem. I'm going to be on my way. I'm going to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the goal. Jerusalem is the victory. Jerusalem is the cross. Because without the cross, without Jerusalem, he's just a good teacher and he's a good miracle worker. But with the cross, he is Lord. He is Savior. There's forgiveness. There is freedom. There's defeat of death, overcome of sin. And because of us, we were able to follow Jesus in every part of our life. He makes our life better and makes us better life because now with his spirit inside of us, we can defeat death. We can overcome sin. We are forgiven and we are free. And no matter how hard it was for Jesus to go in that direction, he wasn't gonna let anyone get in his way because that was his place. He was going towards Jerusalem. His eyes were focused on there and his feet were also going that direction. So the question for us today, for us to battle today, but also for us this year is this, what is your Jerusalem this coming year? What is the thing that God is calling and nudging you, maybe nudging you all of 2017, but he's really pushing you to work on it this year? What is the one area that if you fully follow Jesus in, it would find you, have you emotional freedom, that you would have relational freedom, financial freedom, right? Mental freedom. Maybe for some of you it would be physical freedom or spiritual freedom. But just like losing weight, trying to be physically fit, we see the end result. We have the number we're shooting for, but it's going to take today and to eat well. It's going to take tomorrow to work out and eat well. It's going to take the next day to do the same thing, to accomplish that goal, the direction that God has for us. It's going to take our eyes and also our feet to get there. It reminds me a lot of football. And I grew up playing football my whole life. I was always uh, the quarterback on the team. I played one year in college, and then I quit after that year and kind of went full into ministry. And, and while I was in high school, I went to the University of Kentucky quarterback camp. And it was an awesome place. Got to stay in the dorms. There was the assistant coaches, the quarterback coach of this D1 school. Kentucky is not good at football, but it was a fun camp to go to. And, and so I remember that every single day, we were there for two or three days, that every time I would throw the ball, they'd want me to freeze. And every time they throw, they would say, make sure your eyes are on the target. Make sure your eyes are on the numbers, the chest of the receiver. And then you want to make sure your foot is pointing towards the receiver, towards your target. And every time the ball was off, off the chest, they'd say, okay, pause, where's your foot at? And I looked down and my foot was off the target. My eyes were on target, but my foot was off, so I missed the target. But every time I hit it right in the numbers, right in the hands, they say, okay, pause, where's your foot at? Where's your foot pointing? And it was pointing right at the target. It was perfect. I think oftentimes when our eyes and our feet, when it's pointed at the right direction, God's purpose in our life it comes to an intersection. When our eyes and our feet are pointing in the right direction, God's purpose and our life come to an intersection. So what is your Jerusalem? In these next few moments, I'm going to give you just kind of snippets behind 
my life and my family life and my marriage and even my personal life and what God's teaching me, what my Jerusalem is this coming year. My hope it is maybe this is your vision that God has for you today. Not just what you hope for, what your eyes are seeing, but you put some feet down on it. You take some action towards getting there. The first one is our marriage. And if you're married in here, you know how tough marriage can be. Maybe this year is the year to make it healthy. Maybe it's to go after with all you've got to be loving and sacrificial, to be forgiving, to be understanding, to be a team together in all decisions. And this is the year to do it. You know, my wife and I, we have a Monday uh, gathering. We have a group and we started in the Open Door series last year. If you all remember that, we did a church-wide uh, thing. and We got together with people we didn't really even know, couples we didn't know. It was pretty quickly about three or four times meeting in that we all had problems. Like each and every one of us had marriage issues or, or parenting problems we we're trying to navigate and trying to work and pray through together. And what was so cool to see everyone in the circle wanting to have a healthy relationship and going after, but also showing up on a Monday and putting their feet down and going towards that direction as well. You know, maybe for some of you, it's just getting a marriage book and it's reading a chapter a night spending time discussing what that chapter meant, maybe praying through that together, not just hoping that you would have a healthy marriage, but putting some feet down, taking some action. Maybe it's listening to a podcast, doing it as you're working out. How about that? And then at the end of the day, you come back together and discuss what the podcast meant to you and meant to them and you discuss it. But here's the thing. Showing up on Monday for a small group isn't going to save the marriage or make it incredibly healthy. It's going to take that day, but it's also going to take tomorrow. And it's going to take the next day. And whatever King Herod's, whatever will get in the way of that marriage, we've got to ruthlessly dismiss it from our lives. So if there's addiction in your life and it's disrupting marriage, work on it this year. That is significant. That is number one thing for you to ruthlessly dismiss. Maybe for some of you there's unforgiveness. You're holding on to grudges. When you walk in the house, no one's talking to each other. We gotta discuss that. We gotta work on that. This is the year to ruthlessly dismiss that so we can have a healthy relationship. Many of us, we gotta get rid of our selfishness. Guys, we have to get off the couch and stop watching sports, right? Maybe after the bowl season. And then we'll get up and then we'll help out. And then after the Super Bowl, and then we'll be helpful, I promise. And then the NBA Finals, and then we'll be good. And there we go. <laughs> but for us, if it's anything in the way, get rid of it because it's gonna take today and tomorrow and the next day. The next thing is our families. You know, you want your family to be as healthy and loving, communicating with each other, getting along, respecting with one another. And, and for me, my wife and I, just a few days after Christmas, my oldest daughter, Reese, we were just kind of one of those lazy days in the house, just kind of hanging out. And about the middle of the day, she looked at us like, and she said, I'm bored. And said, you're bored? Like, Santa gave you tons of stuff. Like, how are you bored right now? You have tons of things to do. Like, I'm just bored. And what we just realized, my wife just brought it up, to me this past week is in order to have fun, enjoyment, we have to buy stuff. That is not the Jan Johnson family. That's not what we're going to be about. We're not going to be buying things for our happiness. And so after her birthday, January 4th, we're going to take a time where we're just not going to buy anything unless it's food or something urgent, right? We want to get rid of that in our family. Also, we're realizing that we have, we're on our phones and our kids have iPads. Don't judge us, okay, for iPads. Okay, our kids have it. And we're on it. And so we're figuring out Saturdays throughout the year of just no technology Saturday. That my wife and I would lay our phones somewhere. We'll check it every once in a while just to make sure everything's okay. But we're going to be intentional. We're going to go old school. We're going to go out outside and we're going to hang out. We're going to play. We're going to do some stuff. And that's the things we want to do in our family. We need to ruthlessly eliminate that so we can be close. 
Be loving, communicate, respect one another. Another thing that my wife and I have been doing for a little bit is like in 2016, we did 16 things in 2016 and 17 things in 2017. And of course, last year, be honest, we didn't get through all of 17. So we're going to carry over the some things in 17 into the 18. So we're cheating. That's okay. It's our thing. And so this year we've come up with some stuff. And we're really hopeful. It's, and the thing is, it's not getting through the task. It's putting a vision out there for our family and saying, this is the family we want to be. We want to be intentional with one another. So one of the things was we want to serve together. Either five, six-year-old, even 10-month-year-old. We're going to go somewhere and let's do something for others. We've never gone to Mount Zion and hikes. Let's try that. And here's the thing. I don't like camping. I love Wi-Fi and air conditioning. But I know my kids, they would love camping. So we're going to try camping. Yes, I know. The Lord be with me. And so that's going to be something we will do. I uh, heard there's an outdoor show here in town, uh, something ranch, right? They kind of do some shows and some we're going to try to go there. And we try to do family dinners at least three or four times a night. We'll do highs and lows of the day and talk about the day. And oftentimes it's a hot mess and everyone's complaining, but we try to get through it. But here's the thing as a, as a family, the hike isn't going to make our family amazing. Right? The highs and lows of dinner isn't going to make it close and respect each other. It's going to do it today. And we're going to be intentional tomorrow and the next day. And whatever gets in the way of that goal, of what God hopes for our family, we're going to ruthlessly get away or dismiss it from us. Right, the last thing is our moods and our behaviors and, and how we make decisions. And like most of us in here, December was crazy, right? With Christmas and high school, we're ending the school year and trying to finish that well. And in the middle of all that, my wife and I take our three kids to Kentucky where my brother-in-law, he gets married. And it was an awesome wedding. But taking three kids to a different time zone, Eastern time zone, is crazy. And then wedding stuff, you're trying to dress up to every rehearsal and every luncheon. And my wife goes six hours to the bridesmaid luncheon. What are you even doing there? And I'm all alone with the kids for six hours. Like, what am I supposed to do? And so I'm like annoyed. Like the whole time I'm getting everybody ready. And what are we doing next? And okay, are you good? And let's show up there. And I'm like, okay, we're good there. And so the whole time I'm just kind of angry. And I come back here and I spend time with God, like, I don't like that person. Whoever that was, I didn't like that. And I feel like God was just saying, you know what? Your eyes were on me. I think you were talking to me about wanting to change, but your feet weren't doing anything. I think you wanted to stay irritated. I think you want to stay angry. I think you wanted people to look at you stressed out so they feel bad for you. I think that's what you wanted. And that hit me right here, just knowing I got to work on that, whatever that is in me. And for some of us in this room, you have anger issues and it's taken you over all year long. You have jealousy, there's bitterness, there's resentment. Get rid of it. Ruthlessly eliminate those king hairs that get in the way of what God desires of us. And guess what? It's going to take today. It's going to take tomorrow. It's going to take the next day. It's going to take a counseling. It's going to take another day to be able to go after what God has for us. Because when our eyes and feet are pointed in the right direction, God's purpose in our life come to an intersection. What I love so much about this church is not only our eyes focus on Jesus, but also we put our feet down, go the direction that he wants us to. You know, for us, we want this whole city to know who Jesus is because it makes their life better, makes it better in life. It overcomes sin and, and death in a life. And so that's why we started a campus in the southeast side of the city. We know that the next generation right now is the church and will be the church. So let's renovate these buildings, make it engaging for them to bring their friends to come to know who Jesus is. And when our, when our country, when California is on fire or Houston's underwater, we put feet down to go help and to serve those in need. And when our city isn't hurt and somebody's shot, we step up. We go to hospital, we go to blood banks, we help the first responders, we help the families. We put our feet down where our eyes are wanting to go too. 
This past uh, couple weeks ago, we had a middle school, high school baptism night, and the student was getting baptized, and somebody in his group decided to give him shoes. How awesome is that? Gave him van shoes for the baptism, just to love him. He's like, I love this guy, but also I'm gonna put my feet down and show that I love him. And my favorite thing that we're gonna do at the crossing this coming year, February 9th, is that we're gonna throw a giant party called Night to Shine. It's hosted and sponsored by Tim Tebow Foundation, meaning we got a grant from the Tim Tim Tebow Foundation to throw this giant party. And it is gonna be unbelievable, okay? So our guests that are coming will will be special needs, mental and physical disabilities, and we want them to come. We want to love on them, have the best night of their life. And the cool thing is they're going to come from this entrance. Okay, I want you to imagine this. They're going to check in. They're going to go down this hallway and they're going to get makeup on. They're going to get the flowers and get their shoes shine. And they're going to go down the front lobby all the way to this doorway. And there's going to be a limo waiting for them. And the limo is going to drive them down for a little bit. They're going to drop them off to the south side of the building right here. There's going to be a red carpet. And then you, you could sign up. You could be a paparazzi person and they get out on the red carpet and they're posing and you're taking pictures like, yeah, you look awesome. And then they go back inside side to the venue where there's gonna be a dance area and there's gonna be tables where there's gonna be food in the middle of it and there's gonna be activities which you'd be a part of and you'll be playing games with them too there's gonna be a photo booth and we want people dancing with them all night long and then uh, the best part of it is that as families come in they're gonna have a whole space just for the family so they can know that their loved one is having the time of their life and they are having rest and I have to tell you this has just happened last uh, service. So I just mentioned off the cuff, hey, if there's somebody who, you know, is a masseuse, you know, we'd love to have you. Well, somebody came up afterwards and said, hey, I, heard, I just showed up to church. I feel like I needed to come for a little bit. And I, and I heard that you needed a masseuse. Well, I'm a massage therapist and I would love to help out. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, well, not only that, but I have a whole class of people who I think would come and be able to help. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that is unbelievable. <laughs> That night is going to be so awesome. And so I'd love for you to join us if you want to participate. Of course, if you know somebody who'd love to be a guest in a family who'd love to have an awesome night like that, invite them. Tell them about this website, thecrossinglv.com slash night to shine. And if you're not sure what your Jerusalem is, what this year will look like for you, may just jump in with the crossing, jump in with us. Come Sundays, sign up for night to shine. Maybe go on a mission trip, go outside your comfort zone, maybe invest in a kid or a middle school or high school student. Be a part of what God is doing in this place. You know, 2017 had, you know, a lot of serious moments, but also a lot of kind of weird moments, a lot of funny moments. And I don't know if you remember about this, but early on this past year, remember the uh, unicorn frappuccino? Remember, Remember that? what in the world is this? Like, where did this come from? And I remember my wife and I, we were going to California and there was a whole unicorn store. Like they had milkshakes and hot chocolates. Everything was in crazy colors. So that was a lot of fun. And then I don't know if you know this, but remember the iPhone had the update and every time you type the letter I, it did the A and the question mark, right? And so this church did this sign, the sign of the year. The Lord is my shepherd, A question mark, shout I want. I love that. And if you're an Android person, you wouldn't know this. And I know what your New Year's resolution is. It's a good new iPhone. So um, that would be something you'd miss. But also one of my favorite things was this meme. And I love memes. They're really funny. Uh, There's this meme that you're living in 2017, but this person's living in 3017. And so I want to show you some innovations people are having. Uh, I love ramen noodles. This would be so helpful for us. This guy's living 3017. Come on. Or her. Uh, The next uh, picture is this guy has a camera filming his neck connected to the TV so he could see how well he's shaving his neck. This guy, he's the future people. Like this guy, he's the best. And then this is, this cracks me up. This is free Slurpee Day. He got his aquarium to fill up. (laughs) 
That's so disgusting, man. Oh, gosh. Living 3017, whatever. Um, so I say that because there's a group of pastors that I follow that I love, and I love how they preach and what they do. And they have this kind of slogan, this tagline of better at 70, which means uh, at seven years old, it'll be 2054 when I am 70. Meaning when, that we, when I get to seven years old, I want to be, and if you're at this age, I'm not being prejudiced or whatever, I don't want to be grumpy, okay? I don't want to be like those young people. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be closed off or resentful, had anger issues or cuss underneath my breath when the thermostat changes like my grandpa used to do. And I don't want to be like that, right? I want to be open, man. I want to be forgive, and I want to be full of mercy, full of grace. I want to be Romans 12. I want to be be this. Don't just pretend to love others. I want to really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. At 70, I want to hit that mark. I want to be that person. I want to be wise. I want to be steady in my emotions, not go up and down like I am now. And I love this quote by William Barclay, an author, a theologian. He says this, the years, which means as you age, should temper a man or woman like steel, so that he or she can bear more and more, and check this out, and emerge more and more the conqueror over life's troubles. How awesome is that? And at seven years old, man, I want to emerge over life's troubles, the conqueror over all that. But guess what? If I want to be that way at 70, at 2054, I have to do that today. And I have to do that tomorrow. And I have to do that the next day. And whatever King Herods are in my way, I have to ruthlessly dismiss them from my life so I can get to that Jerusalem and be that when I'm at that age. So what is your Jerusalem? What is the direction that you feel like God is nudging you right now? Is your family? Is it your marriage? Is it just your personal stuff that you're hung up on? And what do you need to ruthlessly dismiss? What are the King Herods to get rid of so your eyes and your feet can go in the same direction? Spend some time after today. Go to lunch with your loved ones and talk about this. Write this stuff down. Commit to it. Be accountable to each other. Because when our eyes and our feet are pointed in the right direction, God's purpose and our life come to an intersection. You know, last year I spoke around the New Year's time, and I ended with a blessing just for the year. And I thought I'd like to do that with us today. And so if you want to keep your eyes open or closed, whatever you like to do, this is going to be our prayer as we finish off. May we stay strong. Stand up for what is right. Stand out because of what Jesus has done. May we love those who are pushed aside, shut up, and hidden. May we get uncomfortable. May we hold tightly to what is good. May we live lives that reflect all that Jesus desires of us. And may the crossing not just be a gathering of just nice people, but a movement of people willing to go after Jesus in such a way that schools and workplaces and families in the southwest side of the city, all of Vegas, all of Nevada, our entire country and the whole world feels Jesus' love. And may those with disabilities, emotional neediness, prodigal sons and daughters understand just how wide and how long and how deep Jesus' love really is. And may this be the year. Amen. Amen.